G'day, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is made at 3CR Radio in Melbourne. We broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network, coming to you on your local community radio. In this program, we take you on-site to the Longford Dispute down in Gippsland, where ESO, UGL, have slashed wages and conditions of skilled maintenance workers using the same methods Carton United tried on at CUB. The men outside the ESO gas plant are in for the long haul. We hear their side of the story. But first, some workers' news. Queensland's Palaszczuk government has introduced legislative changes to create a new offence of industrial manslaughter in groundbreaking news for workers and their families. This follows a best practice review of workplace health and safety, which made 58 recommendations. The government commissioned the best practice review following two shocking workplace incidents at Eagle Farm Racecourse and Dreamworld last year that cost six people their lives. We promised to get industrial manslaughter on the books in Queensland and to send out a strong message that if you cost someone their life, you will pay, said Queensland Industrial Relations Minister Grace. Under our proposed laws, the maximum penalty for industrial manslaughter will be 20 years imprisonment for an individual with a maximum fine of $10 million for a corporate offender. Importantly, companies won't be able to hide behind elaborate corporate structures to evade their responsibilities. Remember the Hayden Royal Commission into union corruption? The headlines have stopped, but the investigations by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission, ATSIC, into cases sent to them by Hayden are coming to an end. Michael Ravbar, Queensland Secretary of the CFMEU, the Construction, Forestry, Mining and Energy Union, can breathe easier after a 32-month investigation by ATSIC cleared him of any wrongdoing. This is now the 14th case referred to ATSIC by Hayden that has gone nowhere. Ravbar was referred to by the Hayden Commission for paying workers from a redundancy fund during the Brisbane hospital dispute. Dave Noonan, the union's National Construction Division Secretary, said the decision showed the regulator has spent almost three years and an unknown amount of wasted money based on a clearly bizarre referral by Dyson Hayden. Even though this case is the latest of 14 that have been thrown out, the federal government is still using the recommendations from the Hayden Royal Commission to attack workers' unions. The government is trying to pass a law in the latest sitting of Parliament allowing the federal court to cancel a union's registration on a range of grounds, including corrupt conduct by officials and repeated breaches of industrial and other laws by the union or its members. Once again, using legislation to force an agenda when regulations are already in place. Meanwhile, the scourge of asbestos continues to expose the public and workers on large sites, this time in Victoria. 
the construction union, the CFMEU, has said that workers and the local community have been put at risk from a large amount of asbestos exposed during works to widen the Chandler Highway in Melbourne's inner east. Dr Jerry Ayres, OH&S manager with the CFMEU, said the union had stopped demolition work at the old Australian paper mill site at Fairfield after medical experts discovered that construction was happening on contaminated soil. Part of the road project has been shut down and construction of a nearby residential tower has also been halted. The $110 million Chandler Highway widening project, which involves widening the highway to include six lanes and a new bridge, started in the middle of this year. The union said the company in charge, Seymour White, had not done enough to protect the community. We have had a lot of windy days and the company concerned have done nothing to remove or decontaminate the soil and made no efforts to have any dust suppression work process, Dr Ayres said. They have created all sorts of dust knowing there is asbestos in the soil. The CFMEU, WorkSafe and Vic Road are now working together to clear up the site, which has since been closed. The Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, the SDA, is still in the firing line as many more details come out about deals made with big fast food chains to deprive workers of millions of dollars in lost wages. The latest admissions by McDonald's at the Senate inquiry into penalty rates that they have not paid their employees penalty rates for weekends and night shifts for years because of a deal made with SDA which pays below the award rate. Senior executives at the burger chain were quizzed at the Senate inquiry about its agreement with the SDA that pays no weekend and very limited late night penalties. The inquiry comes after media investigations in 2016 found the agreement would result in nearly two-thirds of McDonald's workers being paid less than the award, the award being the minimum pay and conditions safety net. The findings were based on hundreds of pay slips and the leaking of an entire store's roster that showed 63% of employees at a large Sydney outlet were paid less than the award. It has also come to the attention of the inquiry, the Senate inquiry, that KFC also has not paid workers' penalty rates for years for the same reason. A Domino's pizza delivery driver will move to tear up an exploitative deal between her employer and one of Australia's biggest unions that has left workers underpaid tens of millions of dollars. The move by Townsville driver Casey Salt, who is taking Domino's to the Fair Work Commission, is the latest challenge to substandard agreements struck between big retail and fast food employers and the Conservative you guessed it, SDA, the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association. 
Domino's delivery drivers under the agreement receive no casual loadings, no penalty rates, a limited driving allowance, and they work minimum shifts of just two hours. Ms Salt is a member of the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union, RAFFWU, formed after the Fair Work Commission decision last year when the deal made with SDA and Coles did not stand the better overall test, the test to check that changes to the workers' agreements are not worse than the existing award. It continues to grow as workers cry out for a union that represents their interests in the retail and fast food area. Just hours after RAFRU, R-A-F-F-W-U, made its application to terminate the deal at Domino's, the SDA, which has been a party to it for 12 years, said it would do the same, making a rarer admission it was deficient. Streets Ice Cream is the latest case of big business slashing wages and conditions using the Fair Work Commission as a rubber stamp. In what the ACTU has called a betrayal of their workers, Unilever, the owner of Streets, has lodged an application with the Fair Work Commission for the termination of the existing enterprise agreement at the Streets Ice Cream Factory at Minto in Sydney after 16 months of stalling the workers over a new enterprise agreement. Streets wants to take the workers back to the modern award. As well as a drastic pay cut, hundreds of Streets workers who make Paddle Pop, Magnum and Golden Gaytine ice creams would also have important conditions slashed. Limits on overtime, annual personal, annual, annual personal, paternal and compassionate leave, redundancy conditions and protections against use of labour hire and contractors would all be torn up. You might want to think twice before you buy another Magnum Paddle Pop or Golden Gay Time. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. If you drive down the Princess Highway to the Gippsland town of Sale, Follow the Sea Spray Road, turning left to the Exxon Mobil's Longford gas plant, the plant that supplies the majority of Victoria's gas and a lucrative export trade out of the Bass Strait. You will find men picketing the SO facility 24-7. Signs paved the way to their fixed camp. Fair wages, not ugly deals. Stop SO's ugly plan. SO strategy, divide and conquer. The men at the picket are skilled maintenance workers who have been laid off and offered their jobs back at 30% less pay with family-unfriendly rosters. SO outsourced the onshore and offshore maintenance contract to a company called UGL. UGL recently gained another five-year maintenance contract for SO's onshore facilities and offshore platforms in the Bass Strait by undercutting a competitor. 
How did they do it? UGL created a new subsidiary called UGL MTCT Services so that it could fire the workforce and offer them back their jobs at 30% less salaries and with rosters at the discretion of the operator. So instead of one week on and one week off, the workers could be up to five weeks on with one week off. These new conditions did not come about through negotiating with the existing workforce at Longford. It was put together and signed off by a couple of workers at another work site in Western Australia. The workers were told to sign up with the UGL subsidiary, MTCT Services, at significantly lower wages or risk losing their jobs. Been here 62 days now and, um, yeah, Sully McManus turned up on Friday, spoke to us very well, showed, told us that the ACTU is um, very supportive of our cause and of how um, the government need to change their laws and make things right. We're in here for the long haul and... Um, yeah, I, it's a very good. A lot of support from the, the local community and all our, our members here. Have you spoken to SO? Are they at all talking to you or UGL? No, as far as I'm, I'm aware, neither UGL or SO are t- talking to us whatsoever. Yeah, so what are you hoping to have happen? Uh, we just want to um, have our rights returned, um, effectively have an EBA where we can talk about that as a collective rather than have a... Um, an EA thrown in front of us and sign it all go away. Have they actually got uh, new people in yet? Yes, they've got a handful of people working across the different sites, but, um, yeah, they're going very slowly. So so what's the next step? How long are you going to sit here for? Uh, We'll sit here for as long as we have to. Um, Christmas isn't out of the question, so we'll sit here and wait for them to um, resolve what they need to resolve and we'll go back to work. Is this having an effect on the local community? Uh, the overall effect of everything that's happening will have, yes. Uh, they had some, um, some other employees that were put off. Their, their uh, contract was withdrawn from them. Uh, it was the hospitality. The, ho- the hospitality, there was 120 workers. I believe none of that 120 workers have resumed working offshore where they were given a promise after 90 days they would, would return to work, but that never happened. Um, and they purely did it just to slash wages. I remember talking to someone from the AWU that uh, SO at Longford is is uh, exiting, and, you know, like it will run out of gas, uh, and this is maybe. They won't run out of gas. I've just bought into another bloody um, field out there, Dory, which is owned by another company, so they're not going to run out of gas. So, so it's a furphy. They're just trying to slash wages. Well, trying to slash wages. The other thing is they're pumping gas up the line to ship out over buddy LNG overseas. So, eight, eight billion dollar profit. They're not doing it tough. You know, the no, least that they could do is share share their wealth with the local workers. Yeah. Um. At the uh, um rally that you had in uh, Melbourne, someone said that uh, uh, UGL got its uh, contract back based on your. Uh, good record, your safety record and your good work? Uh, yes, in that we did have an excellent safety record. Uh, that did do us very good. Our company at, at the time told us that that was going to go a long way to winning the new contract. And in that, they also decided to undercut another company by slashing the workers' wages, not the upper management, just the workers' wages. And it was uh, like it or lump it, and we've got a contract on the back of the good workforce. 
So the ACTU and uh, others have said that this is a line in the sand kind of issue. Are you hoping to help uh, change the rules? Oh, we'd love to think that we can help to change the rules because if something like this could go ahead, the next thing that'll be um, the next EA that someone gets presented with, they'll take more conditions away from the worker because they're allowed to. You know, our whole cause is we're set out to get the legislation changed. So even if we don't get our jobs back, this can't happen to other workforces around the state or the country. So, you know, that, that's the biggest thing that we're trying to do is get the legislation changed. It's a cancer that's going to go through Australia. It's just going to continue on and on and on. And what I'm fighting here for is the kids and the grandkids and the great-great-grandkids that are going to be coming up through their working careers in years to come won't be able to afford a house, won't be able to eat properly, they'll be running around doing two and three jobs to survive like America. So why the hell are we going that way with the the government? It's bloody wrong. Change the laws, get it right. Thank you for your help and patience during the gas shortage. Happily, domestic gas supplies have been restored and you can now turn your gas meter back on. Daily papers and this brochure will show you how. But first and foremost, the concern is for everyone's safety. You're on Stick Together, Union News, Workers' Stories. We are down outside the Esso gas plant in Gippsland, Victoria, where workers are fighting for wages and conditions slashed by the labour hire company UGL MTCT Services. That was the voice of actor Paul Conan warning householders how to reconnect their gas after the catastrophic explosion at the Esso gas plant in 1998. Esso blamed the accident on worker negligence, in particular Jim Ward, one of the panel workers on duty on the day of the explosion. This claim against Esso has been often made, but never supported by evidence. The findings of the Royal Commission held after the gas came back online cleared Ward, the Commission finding Esso fully responsible for the accident. This history is one of the reasons the workers outside the Esso gas plant today are particularly cheesed off that their good safety record was used to give UGL another five-year contract. I, uh, yeah, I'm the Shift 2 delegate for the medals, yeah. OK, and so uh, can you give me a sort of, uh, my listeners, a rundown on what happened? Uh, basically, as the guys have already said, yeah, it's just um, we were out there doing a job. We thought that we were doing a pretty good job. Myself, personally, have been in the contract for since day dot, six years ago. Uh, we were working, um, we were about two years ago, uh, the EBA expired and uh, we set off to start negotiating a new EBA with uh, management. Uh, management sort of um, weren't too interested. We, we met, but uh, they weren't interested in any negotiation as such. They, they submitted a few offers and, and put us to vote on them. So none of our logger claims or anything uh, that we tried wanted to negotiate were ever spoken about and they sort of handed us these I think there was four along the way vote on this got voted down vote on this got voted down and that just run to the end of the the contract once the contract came to the end they uh, gave us our notice to say that the contract expires on this date and after this date you'll be terminated um just before the uh, the termination took place, they uh, submitted, they, they offered us a, a new job to do exactly the same work, uh, but with MCTC, so it wasn't even with uh, UGL, the company who won the 
the, the new tender. But it was the same company, wasn't it? They just morphed. It was exactly morphed. the same company, yeah. They, it's same management, same phone numbers, same email addresses, same job. Um, but they've, they've submitted this new document and then said, uh, if you, th th these are the new terms and conditions if you want to continue working offshore. Uh, we felt that was unfair. They've used all our safety uh, statistics, uh, the good work. We had a good reputation for getting uh, work done safely, getting work done on time, getting work done under budget. Uh, we've got a lot of good trades out here that have um, well recognised from SO for, for the work that we've done. The guys had a lot of, you know, a lot of diligence. The guys here have uh, won a lot of safety awards just from picking up different things uh, through through their expertise and through their knowledge of the facilities uh, that, oh, this isn't right or that's not right, this needs to be ha have a look at, uh, which could have potentially ended up in some, some pretty major incident. And we've got nowhere to move. We, we can't go anywhere on this. We can't go to um, fair work uh, regarding it because uh, they're, they're, they're stitching those, those systems up. There, there's... There's three people that have recently been appointed as uh, commissioners that uh, have come from... One of the guys was, was part of the CUB dispute. Uh, there was one guy, I, I won't name his name, but he was part of the ExxonMobil uh, management and and uh, he uh, and there was another guy as well. And they've all been assigned as commissioners in fair work. Now, for us to go and try and speak about a dispute that we're having out here against a company that they've worked for it, it's, it's we're not going to get a fair shot or a fair crack at it so you're getting good response from uh the community we hope so we uh there's, there's a lot of um damning reports from uh certain people that have come out and said oh we've knocked back a job that was going to pay us $186,000 for 22 weeks of work. And I can assure you that if, if that was the case, every single person here would have signed that up for sure. We wouldn't be here today. So they're, empl they're employing a gossip chain merchant? Uh, well, I didn't say that, but uh, I think uh, somebody who, who hasn't come to, to find out the absolute truth where the situation is. So. Uh, we're, we're hoping to... Look, there's a number of things. Obviously, we want to see this dispute resolved. We'd love to be able to have the opportunity to, to see that um, that we could continue working under the arrangements that we were working. We, we felt that we deserved what, we're, what, what we were getting. Um, but also, too, we'd like to see uh, loopholes in, in the in fair work, loopholes in, in the, constant, in the um, current law systems change that prevent this from happening to other people. So, because if, if, if we allow this to happen to us in our own backyard as such, with a big company whose profits are continuing to increase, um, they, they made $8.6 billion last year, they didn't pay any tax, uh, they, they've expressed that, that their profits are going to increase fourfold over the next five years, plus they've got all these other fines. Um, if, if we don't fight for it and, and stand up to this, then, then you'll find every, every other employer in Australia will continue to do the same thing. Supermarkets, uh, McDonald's, things like that, they, they'll just turn away from their own labour, they'll just uh, start up their own third-party contractors explain to the people that, that, that we're moving from our own local as, uh, hiring of employees to third-party hiring, and uh, if you want to continue working, here's the new deal, but it's going to be substantially less. 
Are you hoping that uh, the rest of the community, the working community, will realise that there's more at stake than uh, uh, just uh, a simple issue, like you were saying, that someone's spreading some rumour that you you haven't taken a job that's been offered, that you know that getting the job itself is is more important than any of these other things that you've been talking about. Yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly what we'd like to do. It's uh, we're, we're we're trying as hard as we can to to let people know that. Um, that it is a fight for their community and it is a fight for, for the future worker of Australia and it's, it's a fight for our, for our children, it's, it's a fight for our um, nieces and nephews and brothers, sisters, what, whoever. I'm an electrician, yes. Yeah. So how long have you been working here? Uh, ten years. Okay, and uh, was it a shock to you that you found that your employer was uh, deciding that uh, you're not worth what you used to be worth? Uh, that was a little bit insulting, I... Uh, probably the main reason why I didn't take the new contract is uh, that very reason that you're minus 30% of what you were previously on in in one day. They turned it from uh, one rate to another rate. Did they give you an explanation? Did they say anything? Was the man embarrassed? he knew what the agreement was when he handed it to us and, and said it was going to be a significant cut. Yes. The workers united That's it for Stick Together. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to the boys down at the Longford Picket for talking with us. As the workers at the Longford Dispute Picket have said, they are there for the long haul. They would love visitors to come and hear their story. Go to Sail in Gippsland, follow the road to Sea Spray and turn left down the Esso Gas Plant Road. Otherwise, updates at slash ugly greed and go to ETU Vic webpage to donate or sign a petition in support of the workers. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne. We broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and we come to you on your local community radio. Podcast is available at 3cr.org.au. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or you can leave us a message by calling 0394198377. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time. We'll go out with the latest John Butler trio track, Bully. It speaks for itself.
Watch out the car.